0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is A to Z with Mark Zeno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I ask, what's wrong with getting better? Welcome in. We are live here on this Tuesday. Hope everybody's having a wonderful November 1st. Yes, the calendar has turned. Hope everybody had a great Halloween and everybody was safe and got a lot of candy. Uh, No candy left in this house. Thank God for that. But we have a lot to do today. Uh, We have some Falcons news to get to. As well, college football playoff rankings come out. An interesting note that may prove me right. We'll get to that coming up as well. The Hawks had a bad night in Toronto. We'll discuss all that coming up on the show here. First, give us a follow on Twitter at ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give a thumbs up and a like to all the content there. And, of course, we're on Roku TV. You got that Amazon Fire Stick or have you get Roku TV, uh, download that Roku TV app and check out Locked On Sports Atlanta every single day. Okay, Um, we met with Arthur Smith yesterday at the press conference, and we had a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun. If you guys didn't know, I I dressed up like a blind referee for Arthur Smith at the press conference. He got a chuckle out of it. You know, he he didn't invite me up there on camera or anything, but, you know, it was was fun. uh, Arthur Smith was in a good mood, obviously, after the game. And so, uh, you know, the Falcons now sit at 4-4, and the one thing we didn't ask about yesterday, nobody asked about it, And I wanted to, but it was just kind of like you could tell in the press conference, it was one of those press conferences where um, the mood didn't sort of fit. Uh, and I, I wanted to ask about the trade deadline coming up and what the Falcons, if there was any interest. And I know I'd get the cookie cutter answer of, oh, we're continuing to look and we'll always try to make our team better and blah, 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 and, you know, all that stuff. So all that said, you know, uh, there was nothing brought up about it and. Later on in the day, we find out that the Baltimore Ravens acquired Roquan Smith for a second and fifth round pick in next year's NFL draft. Now, if you ask me, a second and a fifth seems rather cheap for a two-time second-team All-Pro. You know, they put two guys on the All-Pro team, meaning he's one of the top five best linebackers in the league for two years in a row. I I don't think that's a shock to anybody or... I'm saying anything people don't know. Um, what I am saying is, is that for a second and a fifth round pick, um, you could have put that guy on your roster. The, the Falcons had more than enough cap room to get him because the Bears paid uh, $4.83 million of his salary and the Ravens are paying him the league minimum for the rest of the year. So all the signing bonus and everything else that's already been paid, that's on the Bears, it's on their cap, it, it you know, not their problem. So I'll ask this question because I'm not so sure what is wrong with acquiring talent because when I put this on Twitter yesterday that it seemed like it was a it was a robbery deal for the Ravens uh and that it was also you know a deal that the Falcons could have made um I'm not sure why they didn't wouldn't go after a player like this and a lot of people responded to me well um he's an off-ball linebacker and uh we shouldn't be trying to acquire a player that is going to cost that much money uh and my good buddy Aaron Freeman from locked on falcons who you guys should listen to every single day um came at me with came at me with vitriol Vitriol, I tell you, and let me find the exact wording of his tweet here. Investing $100 million in a linebacker when your pass rush can't sniff the quarterback seems like a gross misallocation of resources. No, it not in this defense, it doesn't. Dean Peace's defense, and I've told you guys this repeatedly, is centered around the middle linebacker. He had Ray Lewis in Baltimore, he had Teddy Bruschi in New England. Like these are the type of players that make his defense go they make sure everybody's lined up in the right spots they make sure everybody knows what to do they call certain stunts and plays and blitzes and everything on defense and they make everybody around them better outside of all that if Roquan Smith is good enough for the Baltimore Ravens who are in a Super Bowl playoff type mentality like win it all cost type mentality Why wouldn't he be good enough for the Falcons? You'll have to explain that to me. This is bothersome. This is troublesome. I mean, I keep telling you guys, aggressive GMs win more than they lose. And the current track record of it proves it. You got teams like Philadelphia going all in. San Francisco going all in. The Ravens going all in. No, I'm not saying the Falcons need to go all in. I'm not saying the Falcons should be moving twenty seven pieces on the chessboard here, but making one move that makes you better now and in the future, i I can't understand why they're not more involved. Oh, this is my favorite one guys. We need to build through the draft. No, you don't. you have all you have you have seventy million in cap space coming up. You created the cap space. To build through free agency, not the draft. And if you get Roquan Smith, worst case, you have a contract where you can franchise him and then let him go for one year when you got 70 million in cap space. So what if his franchise tag is 17 million bucks, 18 million bucks? Who cares? And oh, by the way, you have all that cap space to pay him $100 million. I, I don't get it. I'm telling you. I'm all for smart GMs, and I'm not saying Terry Fontenot isn't a smart GM, but you know what happens when you do nothing as a GM? The answer is nothing. Nothing happens. You just stay on the course that you're on. Folks, do I have to go through the Ravens defense of the Ravens, the, the Falcons defensive issues again? Last in yards allowed. Second to last in yards per play. Second to last in opponent first downs allowed. Third to last in third down conversion by opponents. And fifth to last in points allowed. They are a bottom five defense in every major metric. And you're telling me that getting one of the top five middle linebackers in the league in a defense that's predicated off middle linebacker play is a bad move? I don't see it. I don't see it. I flat out don't see it. Like, I get that you could sit there and, you know, Terry Fontenot could say, look, it's not the right deal for us and there were a lot of things that went into it. Okay, I mean, I, I, I'm i just talking about on the surface and more so the pushback that I got for the idea that bringing Roquan Smith here um, was a net negative is shocking to me. You know, people, I mean, are just flat out poo-pooing the idea that the guy's any good and oh by the way, I don't care that he went to Georgia. I've never bring him, I don't give a rip where he went to college. It has nothing to do with it. It really doesn't. I don't care where he went to college. The guy's a good player, and the guy can be the focal point of your defense. I mean, and, and all of a sudden it's like the Falcons don't need talented players. Oh, we're good. We'll just we'll just stick with Michael Walker and him. What? No disrespect, Michael Walker. No disrespect. There's nothing to do with it. Roquan Smith is a top five linebacker in the league. Bottom line is, Michael Walker isn't. That's as simple as I can make it. Aggressive GMs win more than they lose. You can even go back to Thomas Dimitrov. He got more right than wrong. Falcons fans will never focus on the right. They'll only focus on the wrong. But he got more right than wrong, and it led to a Super Bowl. Not Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl appearance. We know how the rest of that went. All right, uh, coming up next, College football playoff rankings coming out tonight. One thing that may throw a wrench to the works and prove me right as well. But first, a word from our friends at PetOnline.net. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Uh, no football tonight. World Series gets back underway tonight after the rainout last night. Philly's still a little bit of an underdog at home against the Houston Astros. You can find news and reviews of every league. As I just told you, Major League Baseball is out there with the World Series. NFL will continue college football, big weekend, a lot of great games. Check out the lines there NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. Guys, the podcasts that they have are loaded, and I mean loaded with information for you to check out. They've also got live in game betting and scores. Check it all out. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that is happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay. College football playoff rankings coming out tonight. Um, I still think, by the way, I still think that uh, they are going to end up putting Tennessee number one over Georgia. I don't know why. I just feel like that's going to be the thing. I feel like it's going to absolutely... Uh, be, be some Bolton board material, free Bulletin board material for, for Georgia. I don't think Tennessee is better than Georgia. I, I mean, I'm the only person in America who looks at Tennessee and goes, they're going to get got. Somebody's going to beat them. Somebody's going to beat them, and it's probably going to be this week. Um. And and this is not a team that, to me, has national champion written all over it, not with that pass defense. So, um and one of the things that, you know, when the committee looks at, they'll they'll start to look at flaws tonight. Like, which team has flaws? I mean, what is, what is the, the most impressive win, but what is your biggest wart that you have in order to prevent you from being number one, right? Like, Ohio State doesn't really have a wart other than the fact that their toughest game so far is Penn State, but they did beat Wisconsin, and they also beat Notre Dame. You know, Michigan, their toughest win so far was over Penn State. Um, and, and you know, they probably handled Ohio State a lot better than, I'm sorry, Michigan probably handled Penn State better than Ohio State did. Uh, how much stock do you put in Georgia's win over Oregon uh, versus Tennessee's win over Alabama? You know, um, there is that. So I, I think you're going to see, and again, I, I think the other part of what you're going to see tonight is, you know, what the rest of the top 10 look like. Because so much of what the the committee does is about positioning for the following week and the week after. Like, they're, they're looking at schedules down the road and the possibility of X, Y, and Z and figuring this out. Um, I would be rather upset if... Clemson was in the top six. That's bothersome to me. There's no metrics about Clemson to me that says they belong there. Um, I mean, if you want to sit there and tell me wins at Wake Forest, which they had to go to overtime to at NC State and versus Syracuse at home that they were trailing in that game, those are the ranked opponents that they've played. I don't know that they are as good as their eight no record says. Listen, I've I've watched Clemson a ton. I bet on them a ton. Uh, I have a good feel. I think for where this team is offensively and defensively. That said, uh, I don't think they're going to lose a game the rest of the year. They'll they'll go eight. They'll go uh, uh, twelve and zero, and they'll probably beat North Carolina in the uh, in the ACC championship game. But I still think this is this could be the year where we leave out an undefeated power five in favor of other teams that are out there. I think if Tennessee loses to Georgia and doesn't make the SEC championship game, I think they have a better resume than Clemson does. If Oregon runs the table, I think they have a better resume than Clemson does. Uh, TCU, if they are undefeated, even with a loss. I mean, it depends on who the loss is to. But, you know, they don't have any ranked opponents left TCU. But let's say, you know, uh, a, a somehow a two-loss Oklahoma State team or or a two-loss Kansas State team beats TCU in their conference championship game. I still think there's an argument that TCU has a better resume than Clemson. It just it, There's nothing about Clemson to me that says that they are one of the four best teams in the country other than the fact that they have a zero in the loss column. And for whatever reason, the public lives off that. You guys love that zero in the loss column. You can't get past it. You cannot get past it. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why there's a lack of objectivity there. I understand it's hard to go undefeated and why so few teams do it. But I don't think Clemson should be anywhere in the top six. Top four. I'd probably put them six. Like I said yesterday, I would have Clemson, Michigan at Six and five, respectively. Yes, I'm putting Oregon at four. Ohio State at three. Tennessee at two. Georgia at one. And, oh, by the way, Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic, who covers this sport as good as anybody does, she put out a column that said four questions that the committee is going to ask tonight. And the second one there, after who's number one, is what does the committee make of Oregon? You know what the committee should make of Oregon? That they are one of the top four teams in the country right now. Bottom line. I'm telling you guys, you 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 Georgia fans, you stopped watching Oregon at halftime of week one. You flat out did. And oh, by the way, like tell me how quirky this is. Because this feels like it would be the weird one of the weirdest things we've ever seen. Um, just imagine that Georgia ends up number one overall and you end up with Oregon at number four, okay? That would put Georgia in the Peach Bowl against Oregon. Get this, guys. That's the same exact venue that Georgia and Oregon played to open the season. Same city, same venue, same teams, same presenting sponsor, Chick-fil-A, right? Like all these same things coming back to start the season and almost close out the season pretty weird, right? I mean, I, I'm there for that. Like, part of me is there for that. I'm, I'm all in. Sign me up. I can do that. I 100% can do that. But Oregon deserves all of the love uh, in the world. And if you don't believe that, then you're just clearly not paying attention. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. That is a legit team and is a complete team as there is in the country. They haven't had a game like Georgia had against Missouri. They haven't had a game like Tennessee had against Florida. They didn't have a loss, a win where Ohio State, you know, struggled with Penn State into the fourth quarter of that game. haven't had it. Other than the Georgia game where they got smoked, and I'm not saying they didn't. But at that point in time, they lost to the best team in the country, undoubtedly, and no one thought otherwise. Lots changed in eight weeks, guys. A lot, a lot, nine weeks. A lot has changed in nine weeks. And it should. You shouldn't be the same team in week one that you are in week nine. Or you shouldn't be the same team in week nine that you are in week one. So, a lot of time left, though. A lot of time left. All right. Uh, Got to get the shovels of wisdom. Uh, and, boy, it was ugly last night for the Hawks. Should it raise some concerns? We'll discuss that. First, a word from our friends at Built Bar. Have you guys tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Ugh, you are missing out depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. New flavor that they got, covered in chocolate, it's cookie dough chunk, and they are delicious. Real cookie dough chunks in them, guys. They are delicious. They're only 160 calories. They got a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. I mean, this is the perfect snack for you any time of day, day or night, when you're hungry in between meals, when you want something sweet before you go to bed, this is what you grab, a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, snag a box for yourself, get one for the family, Buy one, put it in the office desk. When you get hungry at work, kind of get your little pick-me-up in the middle of the day. I mean, I'm telling you, these things are absolutely perfect. Um, a, a real cookie dough chunks, as I told you, that makes it so sweet. It hits the spot perfectly. But 100% real chocolate. They're healthy for you. They're tasty. They are amazing with a light, fluffy texture. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code locked on 15 Get 15% off your order. Use the promo code locked on 15 to get Built Bar Puffs. New cookie dough chunk, guys. Absolutely amazing. All right. Um, before we get to the Hawks and how they got demolished last night, let's hand out a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the shovel of wisdom. That's right. Every day we set somebody straight for doing or saying something stupid. You could do so on my Twitter account at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Make sure you use the hashtag shovel of wisdom. And today my shovel goes to one of my neighbors at trick-or-treating last night. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know which neighbor did it. All I know is that uh, while walking the little kitties around trick-or-treating last night, one of the cheer-ins came back and showed me what they got in their bag. Daddy, look! And much to my dismay, much to my shock, the only thing worse than seeing candy corn in my kid's bag, the only thing more heinous than seeing somebody offer my kids fruit on Halloween, the only thing more insulting than pennies or notebooks or pencils Somebody had the audacity, and I mean the absolute nerve and pure gall, to put peeps in my kid's trick-or-treat bag. Ah, I hope you burn an hell, And I don't even hesitate to say that without any ounce of true veracity. Dear Lord, peeps are disgusting at Easter. They are disgusting all year round. There's only one place place that Peeps belong. That's in the trash. And the fact that Peeps went out and made a Halloween version of Peeps, little green goblins, that you want my children? No. 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 Do not give my kids pennies, pencils, coloring books, fruit, candy corn on Halloween, and above all else, do not dare. Give them peeps. Ever. Just stick to regular candy. What the hell is wrong with people? It's 2022. Have we not figured out how Halloween's supposed to go? And by the way, thumbs up to the neighbors who went all out and gave you real life-size candy bars. You guys got it right. Now, I don't want the candy in a house, full disclosure. I don't need a lot of candy. It's not my thing. I have a huge sweet tooth, but I wouldn't do it for candy, per se. But, you know, if you're going to do it right. Okay? Do it right. Unreal peeps. Like some people, you know, just uh, unreal. All right. What was unreal last night was uh, Atlanta Hawks' performance against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Bad. Ugly. Gross. Did I mention that Trey Young had a triple-double? That was the good news. You know what the bad news was? Ten of those doubles were turnovers. Yeah, it was bad. Fourteen points. 10 assists, 10 turnovers for Trey. It was not pretty. Uh, And the Hawks get blown out, 139 to 109. Uh, It was the kind of game that early in the year, I don't want to set off too many alarm bells. I mean, the Hawks shot 46% from the field, good. They shot 38% from three, good. They shot 80% from the free throw line, good. Bad. They got out-rebounded, and they turned the ball over 18 times. Ten of those come from Trey. Now, you know, what's interesting here is that – I know, by the way, Trey goes three for 13 for shooting again. And he is – I told you, he is not having a good shooting season. It has been a slow start. He's shooting 23% from the field and 20% from three, uh, or at least in the game against Toronto. On the year, just 39% and 32%. It's not good. It's not good. Um, And two teams right now that you are chasing in the Eastern Conference beat you pretty resoundingly in back-to-back games in Milwaukee on Saturday night and Toronto uh, last night. Now, the Hawks will finish up this road trip with the Knicks, and my guess is they'll probably win, which tells me at least the projection early on here after eight games into the season is that, The Hawks can beat up on the teams that are 500 or worse, but they're going to lose to the teams that are 500 or better more often than not. That's at least just the initial assessment. But the other thing about last night that Trey had 10 turnovers in, it's like, didn't we get Deontay Murray for the reason of getting the ball out of Trey's hands more so he doesn't have games like this? Because that's kind of where, and again, full disclosure, I I didn't, you know, closely watch the game. Obviously because I was out trick-or-treating with the kids last night and didn't finish till about eight thirty ish. And the game was mostly over by that point in time. So I didn't get a chance to see. I mean the Hawks were within one, um, it was 780 sixty nine at some point in the third quarter. And then it just got away from them. And Toronto scored forty four points in the uh in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, rather, to close this thing out. And do I worry about the Hawks' defense? Of course, we're all going to worry about the Hawks' defense. Why shouldn't you worry about the Hawks' defense? There's a lot of reasons to worry about the Hawks' defense. It's not good. Giving up 139 isn't going to help. But, again, uh, and this was a game where, you know, Nate McMillan went deep into the bench. Everybody played last night. Everybody who dressed played, you know, at least six minutes. So, um, and now cause the Hawks probably never stood a chance from the middle of the third quarter on and you know, why, why rush it? Uh, but all that considered, I, you don't set off alarm bells too early in the year about what the Hawks are, but this is one of these losses that may start to diagnose problems. You may go back to this game and go, remember that loss against Toronto earlier in the year, X, Y, and Z happened. And Oh, by the way, X, Y, and Z are still happening. And we're getting closer to Christmas. got to figure out who you are. You know, we talk so much about identity, right? And we talk so much about the Falcons prior to this year. What's their identity? What's their identity? Well, Arthur Smith gave them an identity. He absolutely did. Gave them an identity. They run the football. They're really good at it. They have an identity. If I ask you what the Hawks identity is, other than Trey Young, do you have an answer? I don't think so. That's problematic. That's something that needs to get changed. It needs to get fixed. And hopefully they can fix it as the season goes along. Still early. No panic yet. Just one of those games that I'll put in mental reserve and go, "Mm, remember this for later on. Remember it for later on. All right, that'll do it for us here on this Tuesday. Again, reminder, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnATL, at Mark Zinno, M A R Don't forget to download uh, Roku TV on that Amazon Fire Stick. However you get Roku TV. Get Locked on ATL every single day. And, of course, I want to remind you guys that Locked on Falcons should be part of your first listen every single day. Why Aaron Freeman does a great job with Locked on Falcons. We appreciate you checking that out every day. For your next listen, though, check out Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and, of course, the take of the day. The Locked on Sports Today podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast happy november everybody! you guys have a wonderful tuesday back tomorrow for a wednesday show have a great day don't take any crap from anybody see ya. hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today